Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 156. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. I am your host, Tracy Harris. I am the founder of mumswithhustle.com. It's an online learning hub supporting women in starting and growing themselves a drop-dead gorgeous business. I want you to head over and check it out. There are podcast episodes, there are blogs, there are freebies, and I can't wait to help you start creating your own life by design and a business that has an impact. Now, if you are someone that is feeling ready to up-level in their business development, in their understanding of online marketing, and just being a digital badass boss lady, then I want you to check out my Social Method Society. It is a month-by-month membership academy where you come in, you learn in the midst of so many hundreds of sisters just like you with myself as a coach, my husband Carl as another coach. You're going to get access to us, access to trainings, done for you resources, guests. It's phenomenal. We'd love for you to be a part of it when the doors open next. Just don't miss out because we do open the doors for a short period of time and we close them again to go in and show our ladies all the love with the learning and the community that happens inside of the society to get your name down on the list to be one of the first to hear about it when we open for our next intake. All you have to do is head on over to socialmethodsociety.com. And now let's dive into this week's episode. Let's get into it. I get serious, serious goosebumps when I meet a fellow entrepreneur who is leading their business with fierce authenticity and with total transparency. So I'm quite excited today to be able to introduce you to this week's guest here on the podcast because she is one badass biz babe who is committed to positive change, making a difference and just leaving a legacy. Today's guest is Sonia Driver. Sonia is a mother sister, daughter, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and a soon-to-be author, and she's also the founder of Ecotan. So you may have heard of her phenomenal brand. To say that Sonia is an inspiring woman who would just be, I think, an understatement, which you are going to discover in a moment, because after Sonia's sister was diagnosed with melanoma at the age of 30... Sonia was determined to give women a safer alternative to tanning, body care, and skincare. And during this episode, she's going to spill some actionable tips on how you can rock the startup phase of business, starting from where you are at. She's going to go into ways that you can remain authentic and transparent in building your tribe and your your business. And of course, touching on the importance of selling from the heart space, selling from a place of service. So big welcome to you, Sonia. How are you? I'm completely jet lagged. That's a great way to start, isn't it? But yeah, I just re- I returned from Canada yesterday. So my mind's all foggy and I feel like I'm on a boat. If anyone's ever been jet lagged, 
before. Oh, I have been jet lagged. And jet lagged as a business owner and as a mother is just like a whole nother thing. My mind's going to keep having to get my girlfriend to text me, remind me to pick the, my child up from, you know, the best food, netball carnivals tonight at 6.30. So I'll- oh my goodness. Well, I just want to thank you then for like rocking up here to do this interview with me. Yeah, certainly lots going on in your life, but let's start by letting the audience get to know you a little bit more, Sonia. Like, tell us about yourself, like your family, where do you live? Like what's happening? Oh my God, where do I start? It's all madness. All of it's just madness and unbalanced, but you know, we just try to find the joy and the love amongst it all. I live in Currumbin and I've lived here for 15 years with my two beautiful daughters, better versions of myself. And my husband, who's rarely around, he's a business person, owner too, so he's always traveling as well. And my two little dogs. What else about me? And I have like 30 staff and I'm just always hustling and trying to motivate them and wow. all, you know, we're actually just moving today and tomorrow into our first ever warehouse. I've just bought my own warehouse. So that's just a huge, huge achievement and gives me goosebumps. But I try not to think about the money. It's only numbers. Money's just numbers on paper. So you just don't, yes. you can't ever let the fear grab you. And I never do. I'm pretty good at facing fear. So yeah, so that's pretty exciting. So that's what's going on. That's why I'm hiding out because I don't want to be there doing all the hard work. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the visionary, you're the entrepreneur and that, and you've got your team and that's incredible to hear you say that there's like 30 people and yeah. I know you've got distributors like internationally as well. So let's like rewind a little bit because your story is incredible. By no means were you an overnight success. No. And this is what I love about you. Like you love keeping it real and talking about how you started in your business. And even personally, Sonia, you've overcome a lot of darkness yet you have remained so resilient. So I'd like for you to share how have you managed to maintain such a positive mindset? Okay, for me personally, I have faith, even though I swear and I'm probably a bit wild, drink and love to party, but not that I have any time to do any of those things, but I have faith. So for me, it's always the power of prayer, which it's, you know, it's incredible whatever I seem to focus on and believe in and you know, whether it's vision boards and meditation, whatever, I'm just always, you know, you've got the spiritual health, mental health and physical mm-hmm. health. And I think sometimes as women, we just completely neglect our spiritual health, which really is the glue. To, that's what I believe anyway. So that's a big thing for a part of my life and giving to others. I just love giving to others. It's just when you do that, that's where all the power and everything you do comes back tenfold. So that's what drives me. That's what gets me going. Yeah. And it's so visible in your brand that what you do comes from a place of love and comes from a place of service. And a lot of that comes from, I guess, your lived experience and some things that maybe you and your family has kind of been through. Yes. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? I won't go too far back. Let me just start with EcoTan. That's enough trauma for the, you know, for this episode. So about um, nine years ago, I'd just given up my job. I took taken a redundancy. I was a Qantas long-haul hostie, which I absolutely loved. But I had, you know, two little girls and I was, so I thought, okay, this is just, I was married to a pilot. So it was, you know, we rarely saw each other. So I took a redundancy from my job to raise my two little girls. And about 
three months later, my husband didn't come home from work one day. He met somebody else. So I found myself with two little girls. Not for the first time in my life, I was an, I'm extremely independent. And part of me never really, I'm not a man hater, but I don't really trust a lot of men. I've always been incredibly independent. And I hate relying on people. And I found myself for the first time ever on the single mother's pension, two little kids, and we just bought this absolute shitter of a house. It was like one toilet inside this tiny room next to it, a shower, cement on the floors, hardly any windows. It, it was the size of a large caravan because we, our plans were to knock it down. So yeah. I had to ended up living in there with my two daughters for five years, which was fine. I can make anything beautiful, so I did my best. Um, you know, no money, but made it as nice and as long as you fill it with love and good food. That's absolutely to do that. And then I ha- we had a tin shed in the backyard. So I just started hairdressing. That was my trade, you know, when I was a teenager in my early 20s. So I just went back to that to try to make ends meet and started cutting hair in my backyard. So I did that. And then around the same time, Rachel um, had the melanoma on her arm and then said, oh, my God, I'm just so paranoid. She was driving with gloves on. She won't go, wouldn't go in the sun at all. This is your sister for yes. the people that are, yeah. And it was Christmas time and she said, well, I'm just going to get a, um, I think I want a spray tan. And, you know, she comes from Ballina, which is, you know, we've always been sort of very, a little bit hippie where we like organic food and Rachel's very arty and all that sort of thing. And um, I said, well, my beauty therapist told me, oh, that it's 99% natural, the spray tan that she uses. But she had a really nasty cut. When you have a melanoma, they take a lot of tissue and it's a big cut and it was raw. And I thought, oh, I don't, I better check that because I don't really want it to get into her bloodstream or, you know, Mm -hmm. because the scar was quite raw. And I just said to my beauty therapist, can I, um, who was my girlfriend, can can you give me the ingredients? I just want to research them before I get Rachel to have spray tan. And I was really quite shocked because the ingredients, there's 13 ingredients in this particular brand and they claimed to be 99% natural. But in fact, 12 of them were synthetic ingredients. Only one was natural. Many of them had FDA warnings on them. And it was just like a load of toxic crap. And let me just digress. I swear I'm self-diagnosed with ADHD, which probably most entrepreneurs have. So pull me back on track if I get off track. Okay. So this company was the worst at claims and I have watched their demise over the last nine years. Seriously, this company was horrible. They're always comparing women and who wore it better and just doing nothing to empower women but to drag them down and just it was all about money. The brand was just about, they're just takers and I never do anything. I just sit back and watch and they reaped what they sowed. So that's why I'm spiritual because I can see, you know, it happens. Shit happens. It totally does. And like that will only get you so far for so long. It does all unravel. And all that remains is the people that are coming from a genuine place or coming from a higher place. And it shows. People can tell. So, I mean, that's one thing that stood out for me about you, Sonia, your message, your product, how you're using your platform. And that's why I knew had to get you on this podcast because that's what we're about here. So, Thank you. I know you're going to lead us a little bit now into what the startup phase was actually for you. So you said you were hustling. You were this unexpected single mum hustling in a tin shed, going back to the hairdressing trade. Yet, if you fast forward now to what you're doing, like your warehouse, 
international stockers, 30 staff. That's why I was in Canada. I was there working at a trade show. Which we, we are huge in Canada. I literally had people running on video, running, jumping, you know, kissing me and like, oh, my, my ear. I'm like, my, it's huge in Canada. It's so funny. I love that. But in the beginning, I, I just had desperation because I really wanted to get that little shitty house I was talking about in my name. Every single bank turned me down, every single bank. So you do not need money to be successful. Let me just remind yes. you, you do not need any bloody money. You don't need anybody to be successful. It's a cop-out. So anyway, I just had sheer determination and desperation. So I thought, oh, my God, how am I going to get this little, little shitty house, that's all the girls and I had, into my name? It was a bloody financial crisis at the same time. All the banks turned me down. And then one of the banks said, listen, there's a lady I used to work with. She goes for the underdog and she got me a no docs loan, which I don't even know if they exist anymore because, you know, I was hairdressing and get a little bit of money from the, you know, they do count your um, pension, a little bit of child support. So it put it all together and I managed to um, keep my little house, which by the way, I've now knocked down and built a beautiful, beautiful house. So took, you know, that was always my goal. But it just with the, you know, ended up being with a different man and, you know, eight years later. But what the hell? I know. But do you know what I just love? Like you just fully struck a chord with me and like got me in the heart when you said you don't need money to build a successful business. It's a cop out. You don't need other people to build a successful business. It's a cop out. You don't need this perfect scenario. Like it is so, so true. Like there are just a lot of people out there and it's all fear-based, would you agree, (laughs) that look to people that are achieving or that are succeeding or are having the business growth or whatever and they're they're putting it down to things like, oh, but she has an assistant or, oh, that's great, she has a warehouse and 30 staff, you know, and they're kind of rationalising why it's great for one person, but then in saying that, they're saying that it's not possible for them. Yeah, or they, I don't know, by casting judgment on other people, it's really just because they just stops them, you know, reflecting on themselves. That's what it's all about, really. So, yeah. you know, giving themselves, letting themselves off the hook, giving themselves an excuse not for being where they want to be. It's all an excuse. And, you know, yeah. the first thing you should ever do is judge others because it completely comes back on you. But on the back of my book, it's really interesting that you bring up that point. I have on the back cover, it says, do not be paralyzed by the pursuit of perfection. It's such a trap. And then I um, used to do a lot of business mentoring. I never charge. I still don't charge for that. But that's the thing. People, I found so many brilliant people, people with great business plans, but they're all trapped in the pursuit of perfection. They're all waiting for things to line up. It's all right. It's not, you know, that's just, it's not exactly right yet. Nobody's, they don't bloody move. You know, you just yeah. move. I don't care about perfection. I'm, I just go with it. You know, it's never going to be perfect. It's an imperfect world. It is. I know. It's so true. And it's like, you know, business really is a simple thing, but we make it really complicated. Like you need to have an audience, you need to have an offer. That's kind of really how you get things going. But yeah, like a big excuse for me, and and I've shared this candidly with the people inside of my, my membership that I have, that my safe zone was always just to be in creating. Like I find creating content really easy, writing courses, eBooks, all of that stuff really easy. So I would just live in creation mode. And what I found really difficult was actually creating the offer and putting it out there. And because I was fearing, you know, is it perfect or, you know, like, could it be better and all of that. And then in doing that, I wasn't actually helping anybody. And I wasn't actually 
achieving anything myself. So I'm so glad that you touched on that because perfection is just a major block for a lot of us. And I suppose if we break it down, what you need, what everyone sort of needs to do, this is what a business is, is first of all, what is it that you're good at? How can you make that commercial? And then that's all it is. What is it that I'm good at? Everyone has a gift. Now then you think, how can I make that commercial? Where's the sales structure to make whatever it may be? If it's pottery or if it's art or if it's jewelry making or whatever Mm. it is, everybody's good at something. Everyone's passionate about something. Now you just have to find a way to make what you're passionate about commercial. And that's sales. See, I'm not scared of sales. I love sales. That's where most people hate sales because it's ridiculous. Because it's all about fear of rejection. That's number five chapter in my book. It's about overcoming fear of rejection and sales. <laughs> anyway. I know. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't, there is a way to do it authentically. And so that's what I wanted to kind of dive into now with you. Because yeah. your business is founded on authenticity, on transparency and from the heart space. So what do you believe is important when it comes to remaining authentic, transparent in your marketing and building your online audience? How does this then translate into how you're showing up on Instagram, for instance? Because I know you're absolutely killing it over there. (laughs) Yeah. Number one, I only accept exceptional people. That's it. I don't have anybody else that is not exceptional. And when I say that, virtually out of the 30 people, I think there might be four with the degree, four that went to college. I just go for the people that love to do the grind and have got the attitude. Everything else can be taught nothing's hard. Nothing is hard. Okay. You can teach yourself. It's all about the workers and the attitude. That was like a solid point to hire from, I guess, attitude and values because other things can be taught. So I think that's great because I'm I'm always telling the ladies, you really don't want to be doing everything yourself all the time. Like how you're going to have an impact in the world is by growing a team and how you're going to, you know, so it's necessary. But I was asking about your Instagram and social media game, how you're showing up there is so great. And a lot of it is through this authentic messaging and just transparency. So I wanted you to just flesh that out a bit for us. What I think about that is you have to be prepared to not be liked. Once you give up that, you know, that the need to be liked, if you know, once you, you'll put yourself out there and you'll just say, okay, here I am, what's and all. And when you stuff up and I stuff up, you know, only really brave, exceptional people have the ability to say, hey, I'm sorry, that was my mistake. And that always has to come down from the top. So, you know, I'll go, hey, to my team, no, that was my mistake. I'm happy to, you know, I'll throw myself under the bus. I'm fine. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, what people think of me is none of my business. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to let the opinion of others really stop what I believe I'm here I'm being put on this earth to do and that's you know I love I'm a missionary I can go to Romania next month my marriage ended I went I had such bad bloody depression I got up and went to East Timor and volunteered in the mountains that's what drives me so I'm not going to be listening to people you know small-minded people I just think fuck off really And and what you said about not everyone's going to like you, like humans are wired to judge, like everyone's judging you anyway. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So what is most important is being able to say, you know, well, bugger everyone, this is what I stand for, this is my cause, this is coming from the heart space and the world needs this and I don't really care, like, what other people are thinking. No, I really don't care, honestly. 
when I'm out on the other side of the world, whatever, and I'm feeding hungry children and crushing up Panadol babies that are in agony or, you know, raising money to, you know, get a dog's leg amputated for one of the charities I give to or raising money for whatever, I'm not thinking about the small-minded people. I'm not. I'm looking at that person of need in front of my face. And the love that I feel from them is so more powerful and overwhelming compared to the trolls and the nitpicking. You know, I just, yes. just can't let that. I don't even let it even come in. It doesn't even penetrate. There's just an invisible force that just doesn't come, doesn't reach me. Yeah. But was it always like that for you? Were you always, I guess, thick-skinned or resilient in that way? I don't know. It's really hard to self-reflect in some things. Whatever my family would say. Rejection hurts. I mean. Do you know what? Of course I would have been hurt a little bit. Uh, no, I think I've always been fairly tough. Okay. Let me, <laughs> I have been really, because I sort of all, have always gravitated to really good people as well. Yes. So I've always had a very clear sense of who's an arsehole and who's not. And I think yeah. even as a child, I could recognise that. I had always had really very incredible instinct and being able to read people. It's probably my greatest gift is being able to look directly through people I can yeah I don't even need to speak to them I can sense people amen sister I I feel like I'm the same I feel like that is a gift it's like an intuitive yeah it's like yeah I see you I know exactly what you're about we're aligned totally get it and then there are other people that I'm just like "Eh, eh, eh." like there's a radar going off inside of me like turn abort abort like Yeah. yeah this person is not what they seem or yeah, you know exactly. so once we always just start tapping into that gut feeling mm. you know, really and just trusting ourselves yeah that's when it will really sort of kick into gear that's when we'll just but honestly every day I put out fires that's all the business is that every day I honestly I got home last night from Canada so exhausted and you know there was we rarely get trolls we've got a fantastic community but there was two trolls you know just attacking my staff attacking not even about products. They just were angry people and just wanted to be abusive. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, my God, do I have to put the energy? But I don't let them bring me down. I was just focused on the, the 99% of nice, you know, beautiful people and the people that we're helping through the money that the company's making, you know. Yes, and it's so true what you said, like attracts like. And if you're hanging with yeah. people that are truly making a difference in the world, people that are solutions orientated and just like great quality people. Yeah. You really do end up building like this circle of light around yourself that just repels the negativity. And of course, you know, when it, when the negativity and it will come at you, you just know not to let it in, take it personally. And I don't know, you just, you just build a better way to deal with it. I suppose like, you know, my ammunition is pretty, is pretty good. I go, yeah. I go spiritual, I go earthly, I just, you know, I rarely yeah. use a battle. Because the work, you're not attached, as you said, to the money. The money just comes, yeah, but you're attached to the service, to what the money allows you to do. The money doesn't come for a long time, let me tell you. And having said that, you can't do it for money. I don't believe anyone that's whose motivation is for money will be successful. They may be for a short time, they won't be for a long time. If you're chasing money, anytime it stops or goes or has it, you hit a dry spell, you'll be jumping on, moving. You'll be moving. That's your motivation. I think it's pretty pathetic to have a motivation based on money. Mine never has been based on money. Mine's based on 
survival and okay with this we get this little bit of money stacy we can build another you know another house for this family you know for the you know my wedding it's not about me being a saint but this is just my mindset okay when, for my wedding my girlfriend is the founder of friends with dignity so it's where they build safe houses for the domestic violence victims so there's heaps of mums and heaps of kids that are out there that you know that my girlfriend goes and helps so my wedding um, list everybody had to bring items from you know to set up safe houses and that's what's important in the world I just think that we've all I don't know we're just I think we're just focusing on the wrong stuff I think yeah on the egoic side of living yeah you know, something like something like that I have one week I allow myself one week's holiday a year that's it mm-hmm. so you know, if I look at successful people, I think that they're out holidaying a lot all the time. Like every July, half my friends go to Europe. I'm always so freaking jealous. I'm thinking, <laughs> I can't go, I, look, if I go to Europe, I'll be flying in, cramming three days and flying out. But I haven't even done that yet. I just go to work. But yeah, pleasure. It's not, I'm not motivated by pleasure. And your love language is different. Acts yeah. of service is the thing that gives you life. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And not yeah. for anybody. They have to. I have to qualify them. Yeah, <laughs> because I am, of course. I am tough. I'm a feet, I'm a street fighter. So if there's an asshole out there, I'll be the first one to fucking go up and knock him out. Let me. T- oh, she's a rebel at heart. I'm terrible. Oh my god, yes. Oh, but it's a beautiful quality. It's like people need trailblazers and people to challenge the status quo. And it's those, even the children that we're raising, that are you know. They don't just listen. They're not the most compliant. They're always challenging. It's like, well, their essence at a soul level is what the world needs because those people are going to grow up to be vocal when, you know, they see an injustice and they're not just – so there's like beauty in that? Absolutely. My daughters are the same and that's what they keep – all the teachers keep saying. Yeah. As long as you you end up channeling that for good, I think, yeah, those children are a blessing. Yeah. Well, we're almost at the end of our interview but, I mean – I'm all about meeting my audience on Instagram. I think it's an amazing place to show up as someone building an authentic brand because, you know, there's just so many ways to use it. There's the Instagram stories, there's a regular Instagram feed, and it's just a beautiful way to connect with people where they are at in a really social way. And you are kind of killing it on Instagram. So I wanted to ask you, you know, what is one strategy that you have kind of used there to build up the eco tan awareness and also sales using Instagram? Like, do you have a key thing that you guys are doing over there? This is my number one thing. I never, ever, ever look at competition. And I've been like that from day one. And I look at some of my friends that are in the industry that are obsessed by looking at competitors. I wouldn't even know what brands are out there because I don't believe in, I sell my own course. But my friends that are constantly always checking out who their competitors are, they, it takes them off the track. So their Instagram is shit. It's it's a bit of, it's it's mixed with, you know, stuff that's not even them. I go, oh, my God, it's messy. It's all over the place. I can see it's fear-based. I can see it's panic. I don't know. It's just I just sell my own course. What's our own message? Don't care what anybody else is doing. You have as much integrity as we possibly can. and. That's it. I love to, I crave to be unique. That's my thing. I hate copycat brands. I don't support copycat brands at all because that's based on money in any industry, in anything. I don't, I hate them. I won't touch them. So yeah, so just 
don't look at number one thing. Do not look at anybody else's page. That's it, because it's gonna it's gonna distract you. It's gonna have you have you second guessing your own ideas. Have your own, you know. That's number one thing. Be you, and your tribe will come. Your people will come. But if you're not gonna be you, you know, who are, you know who are you? You're just gonna be scrambling. Yeah, that's so true. Because then your marketing becomes so reactive, and you don't end up having exactly. a message. You don't end up having anything that is uniquely you yeah changing constantly and there's no people can feel it okay it's a spiritual world we can feel things we feel the invisible you know you might see something and you'll just you know resonate with it so just be you which is really really scary to be you it's really easy not to be much easier not to be hide behind a mask that's much easier so just be brave be you and if you stuff up apologize own your shit and be consistent and consistency is the key i see other you know friends of mine they're always jumping from one business idea to another but they're on fire for about six months and then you know uh they post once at once a week or something you've got to be consistent yeah relentless i call it relentless in loving your tribe <laughs> yeah, and you know what the other really bad day get onto the stories and go oh my god look at me i look like shit had a yeah. shit day today blah 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 be real. Don't no one wants like so you know a smiling tiger. Nobody. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what about you? You're very abundant, I must say, in getting your product into the hands of as many people as possible because you're passionate about the difference that it can make, and you're passionate about getting this the good ingredients out there and making a difference. So you're giving product away. Are you utilizing influencers? How's that? What's your approach? Micro influencers, large influencers? What do you think? Okay, it's been about sort of nine years. So, really, okay, let me just give you an example of something that was a really good moment for me about two days ago. So, there was a massive chain in Australia that I contact every year. No, we, you know, don't want the brand reject me every year. Okay, and every year I go back. And then two days ago, while I was in Canada and I got an email from this particular massive chain asking, begging for, virtually begging for the whole brand to go in there. And I turned around and said, no, I'm sorry. I have to decline the offer. This is after nine years of me begging them. Wow. Yeah, decline the offer because, you know, we're going in Myers. Our full range is going in Myers next week. Myers contacted us. So it's, so it's been nine years. It's, you know, of bashing down doors, knocking on doors. And every, you know, getting no. Being told no, yeah. Constantly, constantly being told no. But every time I hear the word no, I smile to myself and I go, and I will never give in ever. And I go, no just means not yet. And then when you come back around to me, I'll choose whether I want to do business with you or not. So I had great delight in turning to <laughs> biggest chain in Australia saying no, thank you. Yeah, you've missed the boat, guys. Yeah. The ship has sailed. Yeah. So, no, thank you. So that was a really sweet moment for me. So it's about the work. I mean, nothing's come easy. It has been almost nine years for me. So it made yeah. other people on the outside going, wow, I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. I have deteriorated. I look like shit. Nine years is not, it's not good. It's what stress does for you. It's really freaking stressful. But, you know, this is where I'm at. Yeah. But you sound like you're living life. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't believe in this balance thing. I've never believed it. No. But the thing is, every single, you know, if I'm working, that's still my life. If I'm not working, that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still working. Actually, I never not work. But I try to get moment. I try to suck every bit of moment of joy in every situation. 
you know, like in everything bad, I would say to myself, okay, so let's, let's have a look, guys. How can we find something positive from this? How can we, you know, no matter what crap happens, there's always something good that we can make from it. So we just, that's how we just try to always have fun and have a laugh. And Stacey's here twirling her hair. What do you think, Stacey? What have I missed? You know, it's engaging with our audience. Always engaging with our audience. Like, you know what? I'm sometimes on social media probably every day a little bit. She's laughing now. Just, you know, and um, half my stuff will go, oh, hello, needy need you in the inbox because I'll start counselling people, helping people. Oh. <laughs> and so they almost text me, stop it, stop, you know, wasting all your energies going, you know, 11 o'clock at night, needy's there. She's going to, she's not so. It's the act of service in you again. Like you just step into that role and you start helping people. Yeah, but I love to do it. And like some of these people are, start off really nasty because I can see that they're unhappy about something else. Mm. I don't know, they're taking it out on us and I, are you, after, they don't even want anything. It's not even not, nothing bad. I say just want somewhere to spurt their. Well, they want to be seen and heard, even if it's through in a negative way. I know. So then I can yeah. sometimes I'm really quite gifted at turning it around and getting them to face the thing and the next minute they're in counselling and off we go. Oh, that's a breakthrough. That's good. <laughs> well, I try and, you know, you, you've only got so much energy, but you try. But I, I know. It's normally just to cry for, you know, if I could give them a, a hug, I would. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a blessing that they ended up coming to troll your account because not everyone would be so gracious in sending them on their way. Yeah, I know you believe that once again, it's about using discernment and reading them, you know, reading yeah. the polls, yeah. what's really going on for them. So um, luckily we don't get very many, as I said, thank God, but I, I do always try to, you know, you know, and I yeah. then I pray for them because part of me wants yeah. to punch them in the head and the other part wants to pray for them. So The other part is like respond with love, Sonia, respond with love. I release you. <laughs> Yes. Well, finally, if I can just backtrack a little and touch on social media influences when it comes to marketing on Instagram, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Okay. So this is, we rarely, rarely pay anybody, rarely. And honestly, paying to me doesn't work because it's not truthful. I I feel very blessed that people are always putting stories up and using our products and reviewing them. That's why we're everywhere because it's the products, you know, they, people fall in love with the products and then start spruiking them, which is fantastic. So how are you getting the product into their hands then if you're not pitching it. them? They're buying the product and then they're doing reviews and posting on their pages and it's the product really speaks for itself. So I can't, you know, take really very much credit. But if you've got a really good product, Honestly, if you're selling something really good, whatever it is, people will find it. People will love it and it will grow, will automatically grow. Exactly. So it's more micro influences for us. We don't, you know, pay stars. I think maybe this year we've probably paid three people and I don't. I think two of them hasn't worked, doesn't work. Okay. So you're finding that the micro influencer with an audience that is just like them, yep. when they share it, it has more impact. And we always say, so the ones that we do have, like every month we'll contact the ones that we have and it's only ever really a handful. It's not hundreds by any means. It's a small handful every month. And I'll say if you don't like the product, you know, you have no obligation to do a review. We just want you to do it from the heart. Yep. Just be honest. But um, people just go crazy because there's nothing synthetic. It's, it's cruelty-free. You know, we're history-making. We were the only certified organic tan by five years. 
because it's expensive and hard to make. Five years, we were at the only certified organic tan in Australia. And that's yeah. huge. You know, it took so much, such a long time for people. So, you know, not even just the tan, but all the products. I just want to make the best products that we can possibly make. Yeah. Well, there you go. Being a trailblazer and a rebel again, that's a great thing to have started because it's obviously pushed other companies to kind of up their game. Yeah. You know, people, consumers are not just sitting around now, like not questioning things anymore. That's so I, I think love that. All I ever ask is please look past the fancy packaging and please read the ingredients. Have a look at the yeah. research them. That's all I want people to do. You know, if you don't like my product, that's fine. I don't, it doesn't matter. Just look at the yep. ingredients, you know. Don't be okay. There you go, people. Yeah, look at the label. All right, Sonia, we have to wrap up our chat. I love your energy and your passion for what you're doing and making your mark in this world. But before we go, do you just want to tell us, like, where are all the places that my audience can go to kind of learn more about yourself as a very savvy and dynamic businesswoman, but also Ecotan? Okay, well, we're sold in nearly every health food store in Australia. And as I said, going into Myers on the 1st of October, our full range. Also, I've launched a book called The Nudge, which is a business manual. And it goes through from sales to money to HR to your foundation, overcoming things. So it's a business book to help everybody out there and to get them moving, to give them the nudge, to get going with, you know, ladies are just so brilliant. You know, like my whole team, I think we've got four guys out of my whole team. Women are brilliant. Yes. My accountants, my everything, my lawyers, everybody's woman in my life. I just, I love, you know, but just so underrated. Amen. And we need to claim our awesomeness and allow other women to shine without shrinking ourselves and thinking, you know, someone's success diminishes ours. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really bad thinking. Uh, yeah. Help, help somebody else, somebody else in, everybody can help somebody. Well, Sonia, I'm going to make sure that I put the links to your online store right here in the show notes. I'm going to link to your Instagram as well because I want everyone to head on over, have a look, say hello, fall in love with your brand and your mission. I mean, I do want to let everyone know that, again, you're, you're so giving, you're so generous. You actually wanted to give one of my listeners like a bundle of products. Do you want to tell everyone about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to give you a bundle of like $200 worth of products, a bit of organic tan or natural sunscreen, some of our latest beautiful skincare. So we'll put a little bundle together and spoil yourself and enjoy our little goodies. Yeah. Ladies, just putting it out there. Okay. I love myself the glory oil. So it is phenomenal. Whether you win the pack or not, you might want to go and check out that product. But yeah, I've got the face scrub as well. Like it is just absolutely beautiful, natural stuff. Smells amazing, feels good. So make sure that you check out the show notes for this episode to learn how you can go about entering. And of course, follow me on Instagram because yeah, I'm going to be letting you know all about it, how you can enter, how you can win yourself $200 worth of goodies. So make sure you check that out. But thank you so much for coming on, Sonia, and telling us about Ecotan. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I wasn't too boring or too rambling. I blame jet lag. Disclaimer. No, you've done amazing. You don't need to apologize for anything. You turned up, you're your authentic self. You could have said, nah, too tired to do that podcast, but you came on and you've helped so many people. So I wanted to thank you truly for coming on. 
Thank you, Tracy. Thank you to your beautiful audience. All the best. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Sonia Driver, for joining me here on this podcast, for keeping it oh so real in sharing your story and in sharing all of that advice to do with entrepreneurship, mindset, and marketing. Ladies, if you love this podcast episode, make sure that you have clicked the subscribe button on iTunes and also on Stitcher so that you can download the episodes ahead of time and therefore listen anywhere without having to rely on Wi-Fi and that data. Also, what I'd love for you to do is head on over to iTunes. If you have never left us a review, but you love this episode or you're loving the podcast, please head on over, show us some love, give us a five-star rating and tell me what podcast episode you are loving the most. And until next week, stay happy in your hustle. 